What is up, ladies and gentlemen? It is Monday night, which I hope you know by now. Honestly, I don't think I've done a good job training my audience, which was one of the very first things uh, my mentor taught me about getting into this media business. Train your audience, train your customers. Obviously, I haven't done a very good enough job because I still get questions all the time. Hey, do we have a show tonight? Yes, we have a show. It's Monday night. It's nothing but rants. It's nine o'clock. It's live. It's me juiced up. It's me amped up. It's me off a couple of cups of coffee, fresh off dinner after a long day, yada, yada, yada. It's nothing but rants. The show where I bring you topics that I'm rather passionate about and I pontificate upon them for quite some time. These are not hot takes, but rather takes that I am hot about. And I got some ones tonight that I'm rather hot about. I was I was worried today coming back from Grayson High School, going out there doing my my recruiting portion of this job that I do, uh, not necessarily recruiting, but recruiting analyst portion of this job. And I was, you know, worried. It was like, what am I going to talk about? I was like, dude, come on. There's plenty to talk about. Uh, there's news left and right right now uh, revolving around college sports. And, and we're going to talk about some of the bigger topics tonight. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk about Quinn Ewers, okay? Skipping his senior year of high school uh, to go ahead and en- enroll at Ohio State. He'll be on campus, I'm assuming, within the next 24 or 48 hours camp starts up there apparently the fourth so he's got to get up there as soon as possible we'll talk about that I'll give you my opinions I believe we're actually going to start the show with that I don't believe I know we're going to start the show with that and honestly uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be very get off my lawnish so just be prepared if you thought I was going to come in here and say hey go get your bag kid partially I am but I've also got some topics or some thoughts and opinions on that of course we're going to talk about conference expansion it seemed like you know Brooks went on vacation, so the whole world decided to explode in terms of college football. So, yes, I did take last week off. We had a good time with the family down there on the beach, but obviously super excited to talk about these things tonight uh, and be back on camera and be back with you guys on this show. Um, I know I enjoy it. Um, don't know how much you guys enjoy it. I love it. I hope you do as well. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Kirby Smart and the Georgia program being what I call momentum recruiters. I think there's no discussion or no debate up for it or no, it's not up for debate at this point anymore. Uh, we're going to talk a little about that, give you some uh, examples of that, honestly. But most of tonight will be spent talking about Quinn Ewers uh, and college football expansion and college football realignment, if you will, with conferences. So I know most of you guys and gals come to this platform to hear me rant and rave about the Georgia football program. And Quinn Ewers is going to Ohio State. I get that. Uh, but this is also a major... I'm not going to say milestone or changing point or thing we're going to look back on, but it probably is something we're going to look back on in a couple of years that may or may not have changed college football and the way college football recruiting is done. This is a very high-profile football player skipping out on his senior year for no other reason um, than basically to get some NIL money. I know. I read the statement today, but I also read the 5,000-word article that Pete Thamel put out when it was originally leaked that he was thinking about this. Okay, and it all revolved around the arguments between uh, the UIL, which is Texas legislation over there in high school football and whether or not he can make money. So we're going to open with that, Um, as most of you probably already know. Right. Quinn Ewers is skipping his senior year of high school football to enroll early at Ohio State. First off, I do have to say this is not new. This idea, this concept of reclassifying, okay, moving up a class, moving down a class, this is not new at all. First of all, Quinn Ewers is 18 already, okay? He was 18 before he was even entering his high school senior season. So what does that tell you? He's probably already reclassed down. Now he's just reclassing back up. All of these quarterbacks nowadays, especially quarterbacks, they're all old. Brock Vandergrift's 19 already at the University of Georgia, okay? He was 19 almost, I think, his senior right his senior spring basically before he actually graduated high school he was 19 years old all these kids reclassified down now we're seeing them reclassify up JT Daniels perfect example I see in the comments right now JT Daniels reclassified down prior to being known about reclassifying up right he reclassed into that 2018 class well he was 19 years old his freshman year at college just like every other freshman because he'd already reclassed down Okay, and then he reclassed back up. So this is something that is not new to college football recruiting. It's dang sure not new to college basketball recruiting. Um, It's not really new to high school sports in general. There are older kids playing in high school that want to leave college or high school early. 
Kamari Wilcoxon uh, in the 2019 class comes to mind for me. Uh, it's a guy that's from the state of Georgia, obviously played his last year at IMG Academy, was committed to Tennessee, was com- or was committed to Florida, decommitted, was committed to Tennessee, decommitted back at Florida and reclassed into that 2019 signing class for them. Maybe 2020. I think it's 2020 signing class. Nonetheless, this is not new. Okay. What is new is a, a player essentially doing this solely based off the ability to make name, image, and likeness money because he's reclassing versus not being able to make it in high school football. And I know I, I'm going to preface all of this by saying I understand that Quinn Ewers told you in his statement that this was not about money. I'm calling boo hockey on all of that. All of that. This was solely a, a decision about money. And we're going to talk about that here in a little bit. I, you know, he's going to do the whole thing about, you know, getting in and learning the system. I understand. That's fine. That's what early classification is for. That's what early enrollment's for. Okay. We're going to talk about what I'm here to talk about tonight, which is this idea of skipping your senior season to go make some money from some kombucha company, okay, and getting ownership deals on it. Um, Apple, right? He can sign at, he can sign name, image, and likeness deals now. Now, whereas a high school athlete, he could not. So a couple of things before I give you my opinion, which obviously I think you can tell what my opinion is before I even get into it based off my preamble here um, to this rant, the pre-rant before the rant. A um, couple of things. If you're high school football associations right now across the country, you better you better get your crap together. Okay, I'm just going to tell you right now, you better get it together. You better figure something out, figure out some type of bylaw, figure out some type of back channel to allow this not to happen in the future. Okay, you cannot have your elite, elite football players dip out. And even if it is just your quarterbacks, which I think that I mean, this is what this guy is, right? He's a really good quarterback. Um, Some would say great. He's a really good quarterback. You cannot afford to have your best players in your state just up and say, eh, I'm good. Thank you, though. I'm going to head out, especially in an area in a region of the country like Texas. Um, Texas high school football, y'all know what it means. Okay, it's There's been movies made about it that as I fix my hair. I'm sure the comments will love that. Um, there's been movies made about it. There's been TV shows made about it. Texas high school football is a real deal. It runs a lot of these things small towns in Texas. It 100% does. I don't know if it runs as much as South Lake, um, which I believe is where he goes or where he went to high school. I don't know if it's that big of a deal there, but it's still Texas high school football and he still plays in a $12 million high school stadium. Okay. Those, those are the, the realistic facts right there. So it is a massive decision and a massive loss for that high school program that their starting quarterback just dipped out on his senior year. So if you're a high school legislation, if you're GHSA, if you're the UIL out there in Texas, you better figure this out and better figure it out quick because though the Gunner Stocktons aren't doing it in the class of 2020 here, 2022 here in the state of Georgia, there's going to be somebody. There's going to be somebody moving forward that thinks, the the you know ten thousand dollars that they might be able to get from Popeyes or you know Domino's or whatever it is or like Quinn Ewers a kombucha company that is not a joke that is what the main uh, advertisement was that he would this was a, a fight over he wanted to sign a deal with a kombucha company that was going to give him uh, you know ownership stake and they said nah that ain't happening so he said all right bet I got something for you so if you're a high school legislation. You got to figure this out and figure it out quick. Now, as far as the decision on whether or not it's a good one for Quinn Ewers, let's talk about that, right? So some background for you. I obviously went out to the Elite 11 back in, I think I was mid-June, whenever it was, uh, late June, early July, went out there to the Elite 11 in Los Angeles. Obviously, Mr. Ewers was there in attendance and was there competing. That's what you want to call it. Um, was out there throwing balls and, and, and answering interviews. And, uh, you know, I got an opportunity to listen to him conduct some of those interviews with the media. And a couple of things stood out. Obviously, I didn't interview him because he's not a Georgia kid, not going to Georgia. Um, how American staff, let's say we let the boss handle that one, if you will. So a um, couple of things I noticed. One, kid was done with the media circuit was absolutely done, wanted nothing to do with it, wanted wanted nothing to do with sitting there and answering the same old questions that he's been answering for the last year and a half. And for that matter, 
I don't blame him. Okay. I, I have heard enough. And, and for that matter, I've asked enough about, oh, well, why'd you choose Ohio State? What went into that decision? What do you like about Ryan Day? What do you like about the offense? Um, you know, what were you looking forward to in your senior year? Look, he knew the drill and he was over with it. He was done. He was sick and tired of answering the same sick and tired questions over and over again. Don't blame him. Okay, so that was my first observation. He was kind of burnt out on the whole idea of here's cameras. We're going to ask you the same questions you've been asked over the last seven, eight, nine months. The second thing I noticed was that during said interviews, he was obviously name, image, and likeness had just broke or was just about to break because this was late June. July 1st was the first day college football players were allowed to capitalize on name, image, and likeness. And of course, we asked every kid that was there about NIL. We had to. It was one of the biggest stories in college football. Still is. I mean, it's still a major moving point uh, in this discussion. It's why we're here tonight. Um, but it was clear that he had already he had already either been reached out to or already had his mind made up made up about the companies that he was going to uh, you know let's say align with when he eventually got to college. Two of which were Wrangler, yes Wrangler. I'm talking about like. Uh, Brett Favre Wrangler, Wrangler and Bass Pro Shops. Mm-hmm. Those two, okay? So I would imagine those two companies, you're probably going to hear something about those two companies and Quinn Ewers being magically aligned suddenly now that he's actually in college once he's enrolled. So there you go. He already kind of knew what was going down. This was not a, uh, you know, I'm not going to say this was something that he just came up with over the last week or so. This was something that obviously – you know, they didn't just didn't think about one day and go do this is something that's been in the works. It appears for quite some times as most of these major decisions are now for my opinion, because I think that's what most of you are here for. I don't know. Maybe you just like commenting with your friends in the YouTube page. I don't know why you're here um, except for to watch me. So thank you um, and listen and enjoy. Uh, but for my opinion, I'm not one to be critical about the decisions of high school athletes. I'm not. But guess what? He's no longer a high school athlete, so let's do it. Let's go on. Let's go on and get this one out, right? Let's just go. Um, I'm also not one for criticizing. <coughs> excuse me. I'm also not one for criticizing the decision to chase a bag. Lord knows I'm here to make money. You guys know that. I'm not I'm not bashful about it. Matter of fact, sign up for Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Brooks Awesome. Haven't plugged that today. The link is in the bio. I, I, I'm not one to, to be bashful about the idea that money is important in this life, Okay. I'm not, I'm not one to, to sit here and go, oh, shame on these kids for trying to get money. No, I'm, it's not shame on Quinn for trying to get money. It's not what I'm here for. Go get your money. I'm all, I'm all about that. However, these reported seven-figure deals that this decision was clearly made about, it was the headline in every article that was reported by Pete Thamel, every single one. Quinn Ewers could pass up seniors in four seven-figure endorsement deals thanks to NIL. It was not. Quinn Ewers could forego senior season to learn Ohio State playbook. It's not what it was. So we know what this is about. And I'm here to tell you that those seven-figure endorsement deals, guys, it's August. It's August. He was already planning to early enroll. He gave up a senior season and a state championship run for four months of money. Four months of money that was going to be there. I mean, for, for, wait four months, it was going to be there. Okay? So why, why so impatient? I don't get that. It seems to me a little bit irrational, if, you, if I'm going to be honest. Sitting here, I, I, I've never made a million dollars in my life. I have, I'm not even close. Like, career earnings haven't even gotten to a million dollars. So I don't know what that is. It's life-changing money, but life-changing money can wait four months for a state title run. One that he was in last year, right? Lost a state title to Cade Klubnik, guy or Klubnik, going to Clemson, right? He... Something like most competitive, like freaks, right? The the elites of the elites, they lose a state title. There's a little bit different. I've lost the state title. There's a little bit different of a burn in you. There's a, there's a major burn in you on that on that offseason. Most most highly competitive people. So he gave that up. He gave up a senior season of high school football at a program again that competed for a state title last year um, for money that was going to be there in four months. I don't know. I, I, I'm not here to say it's a good or a bad decision. I, I personally don't think it's a very good one. But, you know, that's that's not for me. I will tell you this. 
I know everyone, everyone has told Quinn Ewers that he's God's gift to football. I understand. Hell, he's the highest rated quarterback that I've ever covered. That's for sure. I mean, he's at one point higher rated than Trevor Lawrence. That's facts. Higher rated than Justin Fields. Higher rated than every quarterback in the history of quarterbacks, I'm pretty sure. The highest rated ever. Um, but he just entered a quarterback room and a program that doesn't historically really care about what you were ranked in high school. He, he, they don't. At Ohio State, they do not care what you did in high school. They don't. Neither does Georgia. Neither does Alabama. Neither does Texas. Neither does Oklahoma. They don't. They don't care. They do not. So you go and and and, and you go get into a, a quarterback room with C.J. Stroud, a redshirt freshman, Jack Miller, a redshirt freshman, Kyle McCord, a true freshman who's now in your class, um, all of which extremely highly touted coming out of high school. Were they the highest-ranked quarterback ever? No. <clears throat> Did they have a magical mullet? No. Are they great football players? Yes. They 100% are. Um, so guess what you needed, in my opinion, if you were Quinn Ewers? You needed some space. You need some time lapse in between you and three freshmen who you're ultimately going to compete against. Again, I know everyone sees Quinn Ewers' ratings on all these recruiting services and thinks he's God's gift to football. He's a great football player. Don't get me wrong. But so is Kyle McCord. So is C.J. Stroud. So is Jack Miller. They're all great football players, okay? Um, so, yeah, you probably needed another year. And it's for anyone in the comments right now going, oh, he's going up there to compete for a starting job. I'm here to tell you that's not how college football works. You are out of your mind. I don't care if you're Peyton Manning coming out of high school. I don't care who you are. You're out of your mind if you think it's realistically expect it's realistic expectations to say a true freshman, not even a true a reclassed freshman, a senior in high school is going to show up the day of fall camp starting. The day of fall camp starting, which is when he's going to enroll on campus and think he's going to win that job by starting by for week one. I'm, I'm here to tell you it ain't happening. It's irrational to think that's going to happen. So yeah. He's going up there to learn the playbook. That's fine. But he basically just burnt the red shirt year that was afforded to him by the other guys being in a class above him. It's gone. Now he's in the same class as the rest of these guys. Now they're all freshmen together. So if you lose the job, what happens? I guess you just you sit for three years, four years. So what could have been a two-year gap because you're going to get a red shirt year if you sit? What could have been a two-year gap you just pushed away? for a four-month advance on the NIL money that you were likely going to get anyways. I I don't, I don't get it. I legitimately do not get it. Um, so may, maybe Quinn Ewers wins four Heisman trophies at Ohio State. Maybe all three of these guys, Stroud, Miller, and McCord, maybe they all transfer this year. I don't know. Maybe he starts week one. I have no clue. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Um, I just, it, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, I don't like it. Um, one bit. Uh, so yeah, get off my lawn, get off my lawn, Quinn Ewers, get off. Um, uh, that's fine. Go make, go make your money from the kombucha company. That's, it's all great. Um, now that's, that's over with I promise. Now we can, I spent 20 minutes on it. Now we can get into, uh, you know, some actual Georgia topics. But, I, again, I do think it relates to Georgia. It relates to the entire college football landscape. That's why it's such a big story, right? The number one player in the country on most people's boards just dipped out on his senior year to go make money from a kombucha company. So it's big. I don't know if it means anything else for any any other players. I don't know if they look at it and go, like, oh, you know, it's a good idea. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it is a good idea. I, I don't like the precedence of it. I, I do think there is value to – a starting quarterback that lost the state championship looking at his teammates and saying Ohio state, that seven figure deal from all these companies that are uh, talking to me, they can wait four months. Let's go get this ring. Let's go get this ring that we lost, uh, you know, last year we were so close. We're on the doorsteps. Let's go grab it. That, that holds value to me. I don't know if it holds value to anybody else in the audience. It holds value to me. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't like the decision, but Hey, more power to him. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna be a great football player. I don't I don't I don't don't get that twisted. Uh, he's gonna make a lot of money, so that's that's good. 
and Pat Mahomes signed off on it. So everyone's in Pat Mahomes' corner. So if Pat likes it, I guess everybody likes it, except for me, the old 26-year-old get-off-my-lawn guy. Never thought I was going to be here, to be honest with you. Never thought, you know, 26 years old, I'd be on YouTube yelling at some 18-year-old kid for leaving high school early to go make a million dollars. Whatever. Uh, let's talk about Kirby. Let's talk about Kirby and the University of Georgia. Being momentum recruiters, I think we all can attest to this. I think you've all noticed it. If you're a Georgia fan, if you've been watching, maybe you're an Ohio State fan, you just dipped in, in on here because YouTube's a really, really large search engine optimization, uh, optimization tool. But let's talk about Kirby. Uh, you know, an hour before we went live tonight, right? Dylan Bell, a wide receiver out of Houston, Texas, obviously committed to the University of Georgia. We can talk about him in Q&A if y'all want. Uh, I've got some thoughts and opinions on that, but I'm here to talk about the momentum recruiting. Uh, so a c- commitment an hour before we went live tonight. We're probably, you know, not probably, we are expecting uh, at Dogs Daily and on Patreon.com forward slash Brooks Austin. You know the name if you've been over there. We're expecting another commitment tomorrow. Um, so that that's another big one, uh, quite literally. And there seems to be even more coming down the pike very, very soon. I was reached out to by another player, if uh, you know, with talks about a commitment video. So they're coming. They're going to be rolling in very, very soon, honestly. A lot of these names. Um, and, and, and honestly, this brings me back to March. And if you guys can recall, the end of March, Kirby and this Georgia staff decided, you know, it'd be a good time to run off four commitments in four days. I believe it was four commitments in maybe five days. Uh, yeah, Jordan James, I, I think on a Thursday night, Malachi Starks on a Friday night, uh, Jalen Walker on a Sunday night. And then Brett Thorson, just because an Australian kicker uh, who probably, I mean, he committed on Tuesday night, Monday or Tuesday night, but I think it was already Wednesday morning over there in Australia time zones. They're weird things. But, you know, it's clear, it's very, very clear to me that if and when Kirby needs some type of boost, right, or needs some type of momentum, he's just like, ah. Call the four guys that want to come in, and we'll just we'll green light them. Let's just go. They're all good players. We're gonna take them anyway. Let's just come on. Let's just bring them. Let's just do it now. I mean, it was why wait, right? Why wait? Let's just do it now. Push on them. Uh, and, and I've had arguments from several. I've I've had arguments with several sources about this. Um, some might be watching right now. Um, had several arguments about this. You know, they they claim that Kirby Smart and that Georgia staff doesn't do this, right? They don't do the momentum recruiter thing. Uh, I, I'm calling BS. I'm 100% calling BS. I'm sorry. Uh, I think it's a load of, of horse manure. I think they definitely do it. Uh, there's just too many examples like this over his time as a head coach of Georgia that this is a thing. It's 100% a thing, and it's going to continue to be a thing. For someone that does everything he can as a head football coach to make the media's job, I'm not going to say as hard as possible, but rather hard, he sure does love driving a narrative. He does. That's for sure. That's for facts. For someone who doesn't allow media into his facility during camps, Florida does, Tennessee does, Clemson does, hell, Alabama does, Ohio State does, pretty much everybody allows media members on campus during summer recruiting trips. Kirby don't. No, he does not. Pretty much, I mean, SEC media days were back in person this year. I don't know if y'all saw that. Georgia ain't going back in person. Y'all, y'all, they'll be back on Zoom this year. That was released today. So, again, for a, a a guy who, and I've said it on the record, I don't want this to be salt, Brooks is salty at Kirby because I'm not. I've been on the record saying I'd probably run my program the same exact way. But for someone who does everything they can to make the media's job rather hard to cover his football team, uh, he sure does love driving these narratives. I, I, I'm not saying – that he pressures kids into committing. I'm not. It's not what I'm doing. But what I am saying is you'd have to be pretty naive to think that they have the power to determine whether or not an offer is committable or uncommittable and to not think that they put timestamps on those committable offers. The term green light, that green light don't stay green forever. I'm here to tell you that right now. It goes yellow and then it goes red. Sometimes it goes from green to red really, really quickly. Really, really quickly. So, again, I'm not here saying that Kirby just calls up guys and says, hey, by the way, you're committing today or you're not at all. I'm not saying that that's the case, but I, I think you'd be pretty naive to think that it doesn't happen or it hasn't happened, okay? I, I, it's just the facts. Again, that's that, there's no way 
in my opinion, that you have multiple streams of this all the time. It's every class. Every class, there is a run of four or five guys. Boom, 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 boom. Just like that, over and over and over again. I think you'd be pretty naive to not think that this is a thing now. This is what they do. And for the record, Alabama does it. Clemson does it. Ohio State does it. Okay. Miami does it. Florida does. They all, well, Florida tries to do it, but they all do it. Okay. Cause it's, it's good narrative, right? They're, they're, Georgia's gaining steam. Georgia's gaining steam. Oh, Alabama had a great month on the recruiting trail. It's great. It's a great narrative. It makes other kids that may on, be on the fence think that, oh, maybe there is something going on over there. I understand it. I get it. But don't, don't try to tell me it's not a thing because it's definitely a thing, um, in my opinion. All right. So we are 20, almost 30 minutes into this thing, and we got one segment left, and it is the biggest segment of the night. That is 100% facts. Uh, and it's obviously conference expansion and realignment, all that stuff. We're going to talk about it. But I'd be remiss. I got to stop and ask you to support what we do here. We got a lot of people here watching tonight. If you could, just hit that thumbs up on YouTube if you're watching. If you're watching over there on Twitter, just tap the screen a couple times, make them hearts fly, do all that good stuff, maybe throw a retweet. Do all that good stuff. That's how we get in front of more people and more people join the family. Speaking of family, patreon.com forward slash Brooks Austin. We've had a great couple of months over there. I'm extremely thankful for all of that. I work really, really hard on doing all those things. So feel free to sign up over there if you are not already. I think we've already got um, some free subs tonight. I saw Robert come in here as per usual. If you guys want to let some more free subs out, that's fine. If you want to make them earn it, I'm cool with that too. Uh, patreon.com forward slash Brooks Austin dogsdaily.com. That's where we do all of our writings. We've had a killer month over there and we're going to pump out content like you've never seen before. Uh, you know, starting today, I think we published six or seven articles today. We've been on a clip of about seven or eight for about a month now. So feel free to check us out over there. That is dogsdaily.com. Uh, it's our SI affiliated website that we run. Got another half sub right there from Rudy. Appreciate you, brother. Excuse me, let me get a, a sip of water. But we also have uh, a podcast platform. If, if you missed any portion of tonight's show, feel free uh, to check it out. It's the Film Guy Network, however, wherever you find your podcast. Probably, maybe you're listening to a podcast right now. Uh, that's how you're hearing this. But uh, feel free to support us over there. If you missed any portion of tonight's show, it will be up on that platform immediately following the show. We're also doing a bunch of film studies this month. Uh, leading up to the Clemson football game, obviously the most highly anticipated Georgia season opener as long as I can remember. I, I don't remember anyone that's had this much hype. So feel free to check those out. We did one last night with the Clemson offensive line, gave you a real thorough breakdown of who they are, what they want to be, what they want to do, and where Georgia will be able to capitalize come September 4th in that matchup. Found a weak link, found what they like to do, took a look at the guys that they're ultimately going to replace. They lost two starters from a year ago. I think we looked at one of the other two that are coming in to slide in and replace those two guys. So that is something that you're not going to want to miss. We're going to go position group by position group for the rest of the month. And then I will do an overall offensive identity and an overall defensive identity uh, video before we get into September 4th. I'm telling you right now, and I don't, I, I always say I don't like to toot my, I definitely like to toot my own horn, especially about my film guy stuff. Because I, I, I don't think anyone does it, especially in our space, in the Georgia space. No one does it, first of all. And no one does it better. So I, I stand by that. And I think my, my audience members stand by that. So if you like to learn about who you're about to play or learn about your football team, not just read articles and hype, none of that stuff, projecting depth charts, all that good stuff. Oh, yeah, we do that too. But we also do film studies. And it's very, very important. Very, very important to the education uh, of the audience, the education of the fan base. If that's something you're interested in, go feel free to check that out. Uh, the patron saint of Bagman just blessed the chat. Appreciate you there, Rob. Rudy hopped in here as well. And, of course, Robert, who is always up in here donating. So we've got up to two and a half free subs now. I'm sure it will escalate by night's end. Let's talk about this conference expansion, man. I haven't been able to unload my opinions on this at all, except for in text, and that's great. But this is what I do. This is what I love to do. I love to be on here behind a microphone and talking. I was talking to uh, Coach Fred out there at, at Grayson today. He was asking me, he's like, when would you start talking? I was like, oh, we were talking about babies because I got a baby. 
Coach Carter, Carter over there has got a baby. We we're talking about babies. He's like, when did you start talking? I was like, I th- my mom said, I think I, I think I started talking when I was like 11 years old or 11, 11 years old, 11 months old. I ain't stopped since. I have not. I have not stopped talking since the day I started. And I probably won't. So I appreciate you guys for appreciating my talking, which apparently I'm not very good at. <laughs> wow, that was a chopped up sentence. All right. Let's talk about this conference expansion slash realignment, all this stuff that apparently is the biggest story in college football. Not apparently, it definitely is. So while I was on vacation, as I told you, took a week off last week. Didn't really, I was working, but, you know, occasionally. Took a week off last week, went on vacation, and the entire world of college football just decided it'd be a great idea to, you know, mess around and just explode to what into what appears to be the biggest story in the sports world over the, especially the college sports world, over the last literal decade. I, I don't know if there's a bigger story um, than this right here. And the numbers show it. The the number of articles that have been written on it, the number of page views and the analytics behind the articles that we wrote on it. It's a huge story. It's a massive, massive story. So let's recap it. You ready? July 21st. And I went back and went through all the articles we wrote on Dogs Daily about it because we covered it in, in pretty thoroughly. Because again, I think it is the biggest story that we've seen, especially around SEC football in quite a long time. July 21st, obviously the news breaks um, by by the Houston Chronicle that Texas and Oklahoma had reached out to the SEC with hopes of leaving the Big 12, okay? July 26th, so five days later, excuse me, the Big 12 meets with Texas and Oklahoma to discuss this. Texas and Oklahoma say nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. They basically tell them, no, we're just here to listen, appreciate you guys. Um, Yeah, but we're we're not here to give you any insight as to what we are doing. Uh, that same evening, okay, Texas and Oklahoma immediately announced their departure from the Big 12. So they went to this meeting, said, yeah, we'll listen to you. And I'm sure it was a lot like the uh, the scenes in movies where the guy's getting broken up with and he's like, no, nah, baby, I swear I'll change. I swear I'll change. I'm sure there was a lot with the Big 12. I swear we'll get you a new TV deal. I swear we'll do it. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do whatever you want. We'll stop giving you 11 a.m. kickoffs. Texas, Oklahoma, we'll do it, I swear, anything you want. Um, sure, that was a lot what it was about, but it didn't do anything. That evening, July 26th, Texas and Oklahoma announced their departure. July 28th, Texas and Oklahoma, two days later, apply to be members of the SEC. The very next day, the SEC votes them in. So, just to recap, all of the recap, in a matter of eight days, eight days, just a day over a week, we saw a story go from, hey, uh, so yeah, these these two programs that are pretty big, they might be headed to the SEC. I mean, they they might. I don't know. I don't know if they will. It's kind of it might take a while. I don't know. We're just gonna see this one out. Eight days later, they in that Joker. They they in there like swimwear. Okay, so it didn't take very long. It did not. And we we all knew, you know, if you've really read up on the reports, this is something they've been trying to do for a better part of a year, okay? These sneaky little jokers over at Oklahoma and Texas, they slide dogs. I'm telling you. I don't know how tight-lipped they are out there, but they they pretty daggum tight-lipped. Biggest story in a decade in college football, and what no talk about it. What no leaks. What no Pete Thamel reports? What no Pat Forty reports? What no Ross Dellinger reports? The goat of goats in college football reporting ain't none of them had it. The Houston Chronicle had it. The Houston Chronicle. What? What? Biggest kept secret in all of college sports. Honestly, might be the biggest kept secret in the history of sports. Two historic programs working for a year to leave the Big 12 and get in the SEC. Not a word. Not a word. Nobody said anything. A week later, they're in the SEC. Absolutely, absolutely absurd. Um, but now it seems that the you know after this, it's it's mayhem now, right? There's uh, I, talks of a super conference, talks of thirty team conferences. Ohio State, Clemson, Florida State, all these teams 
reaching out, right? What the hell is the Big 12 going to do? What is the Pac-12 going to try to do something? They're kind of irrelevant as it as it sits. What's the Big 10 going to do? Are they going to try to get to 16? All it's going to take is two more because even though they're called the Big 10, I think they have 14 members anyways. Okay, big, massive story with all these different branches off. Seems like college football is changing right beneath our feet, right? The ground is shaking. My buddy Josh Pay, I believe, called it an earthquake. Right. The tectonic plates about that word, the tectonic plates are moving underneath you, it seems like in college football. And I'm just here to tell you. They've been moving, folks. College football has been changing. It's been changing since March of last year when the sports world stopped. I mean, just came to a halt on its axis. Right. Due to COVID. College decision makers realized a couple of things really, really quickly, albeit. Realized a couple things really quickly. One, something that we all knew, and I think they, in their heart of hearts, really knew, but they didn't really act on it. One, the NCAA is a complete and total sham and is utterly useless. I mean, useless. Conferences making the conferences make the decisions that they want. They do that. The NCAA can't do much about it. Okay, that was clear as broad daylight when the Big Ten did their whole thing last year during COVID. Oh. We're not playing. We're not going to do it. It's too dangerous. We're not going to do it. The SEC said, that's fine. Hey, hey, y'all watch this. Watch this, boys. We fitting to do it. Okay, and they went and did it. And then the Big 12 or the Big 10 came back and did it. Okay, so that was a, a direct sign to the NCAA. Out of here. You're, 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 you're nothing. You're, you're a governing body that doesn't govern. So what is the point of view? That's the first thing they realize. They realize it really quickly. The second thing that they realize is that, hey, you know, I think it's kind of time that these athletes start making some money. Okay? I, I think it is. I think it's time, finally, that these guys start making money. Thanks to the Pac-12 football players st- standing up and saying, nah, fam, y'all, y'all ain't doing this without us getting paid. We ain't coming out here. And and doing the COVID test two days, two times a day, and going through and playing through a pandemic without some quiche, it ain't happening. So they went on strike, right, for a brief moment, and then all this nil start, uh, talk started coming up, right? Okay, to which the United States government said, "Well, no, duh, oh, of course, you idiots. Like, of course, these kids got to get paid. Hey, it's a billion dollar corporation. It's a billion dollar company." Of course, you got you got to pay your employees. Like that's that happens. Like you know, labor laws and stuff. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna pay them, of course. So that was the second realization point. I think on also another realization point in there was that the United States government told the NCAA, "Oh, hey, by the way, you're gonna let them make their own money off the field. You're gonna allow them to capitalize on their name, image, and likeness. We know that. That's a no duh situation. But also." Just remember that whenever, however we want, we're going to come for that revenue split too. We're going to make you start giving them a portion of these massive TV contracts that all you yahoos are fighting over. Okay. So just, we're going to put that one in our pocket. We ain't going to talk about it. We're going to be real quiet. Okay. It's it's there. Don't worry. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a weapon we got back there. We're going to come get that one too. So all these realization points. And on the third one, I think college decision makers started realizing you know, okay, so players are being paid and they might most likely are going to be taking a cut of our, you know, hard-earned money in the future through revenue splits, which means, well, guess what? We we, we got to make some more because we greedy. We some greedy SOBs out here in these president's offices. We are. So what we not about to do is sit back and watch players make money and then potentially down the road, take it out of our pockets, albeit a small percentage, and not go get some more. So that's what they did. So in March, you had, you know, NCAA's a sham. Okay, March of 2020, we realized, or college football decision makers realized, A, NCAA ain't worth a crock of horse duty. They're not. They're useless. Can't do nothing to us. We can do whatever we want. They're not going to come after us. That's the first thing I realized. Second thing I realized was, you know, A, so these players need to start making some money. Okay, they definitely do. And then the third thing they realized was, you know, since these players are making money, we best go make some more because, you know, power balance, right? We, we got to keep it. So that's where we are. Here's where we are right now. We've got payers be, or players being played, players being paid legally, 
finally. They've been paid for a long time. We've talked about this. But they're being paid legally now. We got conferences being dismantled and bolstered, it seems, by the day at this point in college football. And it appears we're heading most likely towards something that looks like a Super League-type situation on our hands. That's what it looks like. I don't know about you guys, but those those categories, right? Payers being played players being paid, okay, legally and handsomely, super conference, super league, if you want to call it, um, and conferences fighting over territory. Sounds a whole lot like professional sports to me. I don't know about you guys, but it definitely does. And guess what? I'm okay with that. I'm not naive to this. Some of these people, and say, you might be one of them watching tonight, you're, you, you've been Mr. or Mrs., I love college sports because they play for the love of the game. They play for that jersey. Yeah, if that's you, that's fine. I get it. But they're also playing for an opportunity at the NFL. They're also playing for, you know, whatever other ulterior motive, all that good stuff. Um, it's in a, it, it's professional sports. It's what it is now. And it has been for a while. But now it really is. And it's in front of your face. It's right there for you to see. So get comfortable with it because that's what it is. It's 100% what it is. Now, I just went on this whole thing, right? Just told you all this timeline, again, from start of March, what I think was the real kickoff point of this, right? COVID, um, stopping sports and making conferences especially. And teams and universities start realizing, oh, we got a whole lot more power than we think um, or we ever thought we did. That's one thing. Second was that all these TV networks, they were upside down financially. They're fighting over, you know, TV rights and territories for billions of dollars like you've never seen before. That was escalated thanks to COVID because basically sports television is the only live live television left. I mean, that's about it. You stream everything else. You Netflix, you Hulu, you Amazon Prime, you Peacock, you, you do all that stuff. The last thing you do is turn on your little cable box and go watch anything other than sports uh, television. So that's what all these massive TV companies are fighting over. The the ABCs, the ESPNs, the Disneys, the Foxes, the uh, CBS Sports, all of them. They're all fighting over a handful of football games. So that's where you're at. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and act like I've got answers for you because I don't. And honestly, I really don't think anyone else does. I don't. I don't think anyone else has the answers. I don't think Greg Sankey has the answers. I don't think, I damn sure don't think Mark Emmert's got the answers. We know what that guy is. I don't think anybody has realistic answers about what is about to happen in college football over the next decade. Um, but I am here to tell you this. ESPN pays the SEC $20 million more. $20 million more than any other television network pays any other conference. ESPN doesn't pay the ACC $60 million. They pay the SEC $60 million. Fox does not pay the Big Ten $60 million. Fox does not pay the Pac-12 $60 million. They don't. They pay the SEC teams, by the way, each individual team, $60 million. $20 million more than any other conference. And guess what? With the new purchase of the CBS Saturday game that's coming into play, I believe, in 2023, okay, that's going to skyrocket. That $20 million more, that $60 million price tag is going to skyrocket. It's going north. It ain't going south, okay? So if you don't think every college football program or every college sports program worth a salt has already called Greg Sankey, you're ignorant and you're outside your mind. I'm looking at you, Clemson. I'm looking at you, Florida State. I'm looking at you, Ohio State. You can deny it all you want. You can. You can absolutely deny it all you want. But there is something happening right now in the SEC. There is something going down. And everybody's trying to get in. All of you. Every single one of you. And Greg Sankey's just sitting there with his arms folded and his feet kicked up on his million billion dollar desk saying, I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't know if we're a good match, right? He's got all the power in the world. 
all the power in the world right now in college football. So when college football focus or pro football focus or whatever it was today comes out and says and Florida State have reached out of the SEC and Clemson's president comes out and vehemently denies, first of all, there's no proof. So, of course, he can deny it. There's no proof. It was a one phone call that nobody's ever going to report. Greg Sankey's not going to say a word about it. Okay, so, yeah, he can vehemently deny anything he wants. I'm telling you, he's loaded with bullcrap. Loaded. Every single one of them are calling because that $20 million a year means a lot. A lot. It's a whole lot of money, and it's going north. And ain't nobody ever going to be able to compete with that TV money that ESPN is going to shell out to the SEC. Those are facts. Okay? Absolute facts. Man, what a great start back. To MBR. I had fun with it. I hope you guys do. Let's get into some of these QA questions. While I'm waiting to go back and let you guys, or not go back, but let you guys load up those uh those QA questions. Let's throw some shout outs to the homies here for their super subs. SSL has thrown $15 to another um Another free sub here over on Patreon. Finish all the other half of Rudy and then hit my first 10. Love what you do, man. And it's true. Nobody does it better. I appreciate you, Robert. You you already know. You're you're cut off for the rest of the night, by the way. Gucci Goop with another 20. That's a dub. That a boy. That an absolute boy right there. Um, here we go. What do you think about USC? Thank you for the question, Mark. Let's get into it right here. What do you think about USC Colorado maybe going to the Big 12? Buckeye Scoop is convinced that this thing is in the works. Um, I I think you're going to see a lot of people throwing stuff at the wall. I I don't know Buckeye Scoop. I don't read Buckeye Scoop. Um, I don't really read. Sorry. Um, I watch. But I don't really read a lot of other people's stuff. I'm sure Buckeye Scoop's filled with a bunch of great reporters, but I, I, everyone's throwing stuff at the wall right now. Most of it might stick. Uh, I don't know why USC would want to get out of the Pac-12. They kind of are the bell cow out there. Um, Colorado just got back into the Pac-12, so maybe they maybe they get into the Big Ten. But USC heading to the Big Ten would be real, real funky. Real, real funky. But that's, I think that's also the other thing we've learned about this with college football realignment is that geography does not matter. Does It doesn't matter. Missouri in the SEC East, geography doesn't matter, okay? What about the cease and desist order? Anyone else leaving the Big 12 dissolves? Uh, so the Big 12 dissolves. Um, I'll tell you this about the big uh, the cease and desist order. That was, that was a, an empty threat. That's what that was. That that a cease and desist order in this scenario is no different than you getting on Twitter and the troll in your mentions telling him you're gonna beat him up. <laughs> it's it's a useless threat. It 100 is. The S the the Big 12 has nothing on the SPN. They they can't get them. They they're not gonna get them. It's it, these guys are working in closed channel doors that you've never seen before. I I would be shocked if the if if the Big Ten or the Big 12 goes after ESPN absolutely stunned if they go try to bump elbows with Disney okay um as far as what happens to the big 12 I don't know I don't think they know either they're down to eight so they're the big eight at this point um but I think maybe you're looking into going dipping into some of them group of five teams trying to pull them up but why would they okay here we go do we think there is merit to playoff expansion being delayed as a result of the SEC adding Texas and Oklahoma. I'm here to tell you that Texas and Oklahoma will be in the SEC before you can blink an eye. They, this has been in the works, again, for over a year. Over a year. You think they're going to make a big stink out of this and make it this ugly and stick around in the Big 12 till 2025? No, absolutely not. It's not happening. They're going to buy out those TV contracts, and they're going to be done. They're going to be done with it. Absolutely done with it. Got some preaches in there. Sorry. Uh, oh, well, what? Sorry, the SEC provides quality football. I mean, it's a great point. Here we go. Questions, questions, questions. Kamari Wilson, updated thoughts. I had a great time this weekend. I'll have more over on Patreon uh, coming up tomorrow morning. A lot more on that. So feel free to hit that up. Patreon.com forward slash Brooks Austin. You guys should know by now on these live Q&As, I don't talk much specific recruits okay i don't like to do it just like earlier i told you there's probably a commitment coming tomorrow evening i know who it is 
I'm not telling you. Okay. So there you go. Player comp for DeLon Bell. Is it Dylan? I'm going with Dylan. Could be DeLon. We're going to have to figure that one out. I was talking to somebody today, them Houston guys, a little bit different. Okay. Everyone thought it was uh, Adane, right? Everyone thought it was Adane Mitchell. Some of you guys think he's a Tennessee guy. He's not. He's from Houston. Or, uh, everyone thought it was Adane. It's not. It's Adonai. Okay. So is it Dylan? Is it DeLon? I'm going to go with Dylan for now, but it's spelt like DeLon. So um, thoughts on our player comp for Dylan Bell? I don't really have a, a specific player comp for him yet. I've, I've watched about four minutes of him play football on, on huddle. I know he's a yards after catch guy. I know that for a fact. Dude does things with the ball that, you know, is valuable in this football or in this football concept that we have now. This modern football, being able to run with the ball in your hands after the catch is very, 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 very important. Okay. Hey, my boy Jeremiah Cowway being sweet out here. Uh, thanks for all you do, Dad. I, I, I love seeing do that at the end of that. That's what we call my grandfather. I know you were saying do space dad, but yeah, thank you, Jeremiah, for all you do. Admin over there being the, I mean, you stoke all the fires, but at least you're there to put them out. It's almost like a pyro at that point. Uh, William Carter says, Brooks, what do you, who do you think will be starting at left tackle? Uh, I need to know, bro. So William, I've talked about this quite a bit. I was actually talking to someone about this today, and I will have much, much more on this. Uh, over on Patreon in the morning. But here's what I've said all offseason, okay? Here's what I think they do. The last thing I would want to do as a football coach is go into a football game against Clemson and that front seven and say, uh, hey, Xavier Trust, I know you only got one career start, and I know it didn't look great uh, against Cincinnati, but we're going to throw you out there against Miles Murphy. Go have fun, buddy. We're, we can't hide you. We can't, so you're going to be out there by yourself. Same thing for Marius Mims. First career start, go figure it out, freshman. Broderick Jones, go figure it out, redshirt freshman. I wouldn't do it. I would not. It's absolutely a bad, bad, bad idea to, to go out there and do that. Because here's the deal. I can't hide you at left tackle. I can hide Tate Rattledge at right guard. 100% can I can slide protections to him. I can tell the center to help him out if he's struggling. I can chip. I can do all that good stuff. I can figure that out on the inside. I can't hide you at left tackle. So I think they start Jamari Sawyer at left tackle against Clemson. Moving throughout the season, I think they start changing things. Five greatest rappers of all time. Wow. Uh, we got to get Wonder Dog here. Appreciate you for a $5 sub right there. SSL, I hope you're counting these up, my guy. Uh, five greatest rappers of all time. Man. Is this like all-time, all-time, or my five favorite rappers? It's a, it's a very, very strong distinction here. Because I'm not a music historian, to say, per se, um, but I do love rap music. So I'm going to go, like, for me, it's it's Drake 1. I, I, y'all going to call me soft, whatever. Drake puts out bangers, okay? If a Drake song comes on, you can say what you want about Drake. You're going to sing that, okay? And you're going to rap that. Drake puts out bangers okay sixth through ninth grade i listened to exclusively little wayne exclusively for some reason i don't know why no i know why that 2012 to 2000 like 2008 to 2012 range Lil wayne put out like a mixtape a week i think at one point i had 250 little wayne songs on my on my ipad or ipod the original ipod the one that like rolled right and you hit the buttons okay um not all this touchscreen stuff all these kids have these days. Spoiled, rotten brats. Um, so I would have to go Drake, Wayne. Um, I loved Eminem growing up. Obviously, a white kid from the suburbs. Of course, I listened to little, or Eminem. Um, love J. Cole now. I think he's the best lyricist that there is. And I, I, you put on a Biggie song, I'm going to listen to it. So I think those are my five. And I probably left one out, honestly. My first introduction to rap music was Nelly's Country Grammar album, which slapped, by the way. So you should go listen to that. Uh, how are the divisions shaped up with Texas and Oklahoma joining? I think they end up going to the pods theory. Okay, they'll play four pods, right? You'll have Georgia, Florida, uh, Tennessee, or Tennessee. I don't know what the pods will be, but you'll have Oklahoma, Texas a and Texas all in one pod. You'll have Alabama, LSU, Auburn in one pod, right? You'll go four pods of four. What are your thoughts on UGA secondary in the next two years? 
in-depth question here from old slime ball. Um, appreciate you, slime. Uh, I, I think it's going to be okay, as it always is. I think as long as you've got three guys, I don't care who the Jimmys and Joes are at this point, as long as you got these three guys, Kirby Smart, Jamal Adai, uh, Will Muschamp, you're going to be okay. Matter of fact, you're going to be more than okay. You're going to be really, really good in the defensive back groups so or in the secondary, so you're okay there. Isn't Oklahoma and Texas joining just to say the kids they recruit that they now have the ability to play in the best league in the country? Possibly, but it's more about money. Everything in this sport from the decision makers revolves around money. Get it in your head. Everything. Any percentage chance you believe in Marius Mims will be starting against Clemson? There is 100% a chance of it. There's 100% a chance of it. What that chance is, I don't know. Marius Mims is so daggum good. So good. Again. I'm more on that one tomorrow or the next day or the next day over there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was bad. Lil Wayne. Sorry, it's just a Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Little. I think I rolled it fast enough. Yeah, Lil Wayne. Here we go. I don't care if anyone has ever explained my role in the Discord better. <laughs> Who gets the second most carries at running back this year? God, I hope it's Kendall Milton. I really do. I really, really hope it's Kendall Milton, honestly. Uh, I think he's that good. He is absolutely that good. But most likely, it'll be – no, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Kendall. I think it is going to be Kendall because I think the role that James Cook came back for is going to – I don't know what he came back for, but the role he's going to be delegated to is third down back. So he's going to lead the running backs for receptions. Give him that. And then at that point, it's Kendall. 100% believe that. You left out Pac. I didn't forget Pac. I left Pac out. Hot take. Pac's overrated. That's going to piss some folks off. Man, you are old, sir. I know we make fun of you, but listen to this, Nate. Listen to this list. T-Short, Easy e Houdini? Slick Rick? Okay, come on, man. Come on, dude. Get out of here. You're so old, Robert. Thor? Best UGA game to go to this year. Oh, Madden Sanker. What's up, my guy? Um, for those who don't know, Madden Sanker is one of the best offensive linemen in the state of Georgia, bordering on country. I'm, I know I know Madden, you think you're one of the best offensive linemen in the country. You should think like that. Um, so he's specifically asking which game to go to for a visit. Um, for you, my man, I believe they play Kentucky at home. It's probably going to be the best game. They're home scheduled this year, Madden. I'm going to be honest with you. It's not great. So it's unfortunate, but guess what? You got next year, and there's probably going to be a little bit better next year to go on visits. So don't worry about that. But you're going to have a great time on a visit at Georgia anyways. So I would prioritize two things. One, what's going to be the best game on the schedule at least because the best game is going to bring the best atmosphere. Second, where's the night game? That's that's one thing I would figure out. Night games in Athens are different. They're they're 100% different. So figure that one out. Um, Georgia fans watching this right now, go show some love to Madden Sanker over there on Twitter. South Paulden's finest, uh, also a state champion in wrestling. So don't mess with him. I'm going to South Carolina. Good for you. Cook might be – yeah, he Cook definitely might get more touches here. Uh, how many of us have them friends? I don't, you guys aren't asking questions anymore. You're just talking back and forth in the messengers. That's fine. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma are going to shake up the schedules. They definitely will because Georgia's got, uh, out of, right now is out of conference games against Oklahoma. Those are no longer going to be out of conference games. Probably. I honestly think this starts in 2023. Okay. I think they play, uh, 2021 this year. They play 2022 and then they start in 2023 uh you know super subs get that attention what must happen for van Pran to start over starting uh start over starting center position take over so i can't read tonight take over the starting center position first of all i think he's uber talented okay not only is he uber talented he's very very smart okay a really really smart football player um and a guy that's very athletic i think he went sub four nine in the 40 at their mock pro day so He's definitely talented enough. Here's the deal. Warren Erickson is going to start at center. Okay. Let's just, I, I've, I've told the discord why I've went into full depth about it. There's more information on it. I can give you that. I can't give you that here. 
Okay, so Warren Erickson's going to be the starter at center until there is an injury at guard or until there is an injury at center. Warren Erickson is going to be playing center this year. So just in my opinion, I think that's what's going to happen. So just go on and get that one down. Uh, who will be the punt returner? Karis Jackson with a backup opportunity for uh, our boy Lad McConkey. How do you think K-Mac turns out when it's all said and done? I think he's I mean, he's a great football player, just like I said about uh, Warren Erickson. Man, I'm really, really hyping these guys up tonight. Um, but I will say this. I think Kenny is the only back in Georgia's backfield that I can realistically say on third and four, the defense comes to the line of scrimmage with Kenny in the backfield and says, well, I, I guess we don't really know what they're going to do. We don't. If we see Zamir White back there, they're probably running the ball. We see Kendall back there. They're probably running the ball. Odds are they're probably running the ball, or he is not a threat out of the backfield. If That's what the defense thinks. That might change this year. But if uh, James Cook's back there, they know what's going on. He's not. In, he's probably not in on protection. They're probably trying to get him the ball out of the backfield. If Kenny's back there, you don't know what he's going to do. They, you don't know what the offense is going to do with him. He can run in between the tackles. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can motion out and get loose against a linebacker in the slot. He can run out the outside, outside the numbers, and get and, and beat up on a, a linebacker like James Cook did against Alabama. He is the only back in Georgia's backfield that can do everything, everything and efficiently. Now, does he do any of those things the best? No. I think James Cook's the best out of the backfield. 100% is. Okay, I think Kendall Milton's the best in between the tackles. I think Zamir White's the best in short yardage situations. Okay, I can go on for days. I think Kenny does all of those things really well. He doesn't do any of them the best. So there you go. Going full time RV this year and attending every home and away game. Holy smokes, Wonder Dog! That is nuts. Will be complicated rescheduling SEC for each team. In Sankey, we trust. I would let I would, I would let Sankey be my godfather if he would accept my son's godfather. I, I trust Greg Sankey with my life, hundred percent. Not having three thousand as a goat as a boy from the A man. You need a history lesson. Hey, bring it to me. That's fine. Outcast, eh? It's fine. Eh? Right? They're okay. That's that's what I always love about musical discussions. Everyone always gets mad about your opinion, but it's my opinion. Your opinion is that Andre 3000's goaded. He's not. <laughs> In my opinion, he's your great of all time. He's not my greatest of all time. Drake is. Uh, <laughs> who does UGA replace the home and home series with, Texas and Oklahoma? Um, probably South Carolina State. Some doo-doo team. Pro I, I don't know. It's The, the hard part with that one, uh, Jay, or Jeremiah, I'm not going to call you Jay, ever. If I see your name on here, I'm not calling you Jay. Um, the hard part about that is that you're very, very time-constricted time now, and getting any of these big schools uh, to come out here and, and reschedule right now is going to be really, really hard. Wonder Dog with the $10 super sticker. Appreciate you, my guy. Uh, give us a nug on your Clemson D-line before you break it down besides you saying they're the best in the nation probably. Uh, you knew what I was going to say. You've been watching. Thank you, Willie. I don't have a nug for you. I, I, honestly, I haven't spent more than 30 minutes watching it. And for all of those film sessions, for anybody that wants to know, I spend probably three or four hours just absolutely staring at a computer screen, jotting notes down um, when I do those things. And if you don't believe me, if you don't believe me, this was the other night. Okay. This was the other night. Okay. That's just a first half against Notre Dame. So yeah, I I don't know yet. It's it's very, 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 very early. Y'all getting on me on these Atlanta rappers. I ain't hear nothing about Bubba Sparks. Kali Pot, Bubba Sparks. Ain't heard nothing about Bubba Sparks. Hey, we're about done um for the night, by the way. What about the Migos? Because we're just doing this at this point. We can do this all night. Uh, do you see more cupcakes with the new scheduling involved in Texas and Oklahoma? You know, a lot of these pundits, if you will, including Kirby Smart, have come out and said that college football playoff expansion now encourages you 
to go out and schedule a tough out-of-conference schedule. I'm calling bullcrap. Calling bullcrap. If you're Georgia, all you got to do is win the SEC East. That's it. And you're in the college football playoff for the rest of eternity. You can finish second in the SEC East at this point. As long as there's not three really, really good SEC West teams, you're okay. So it doesn't really behoove you to go out and schedule Clemson in the 12-team playoff expansion. It doesn't. It's a good test. It's a, it's a great televised game. College game day is going to show up, all that good stuff. It's great. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't behoove you to go out and schedule these really, really tough questions right there. All right, last couple of questions, and for real, we're out of here tonight. All right, uh, is the window for Georgia winning a championship closing or has it closed? If Georgia wins a national championship this year, that window is busted wide open. Wide open. That window is going to be gargantuan. That's all these – every recruiting battle that they lose to Clemson or Georgia, because that's about the only ones they lose to nowadays, maybe Ohio State, it comes down to that. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here to win or compete for a national championship. If Georgia wins one, they're probably not losing another recruiting battle. Not in a long, long time. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to call it a night on that one. Uh, got some editing to do. Got some writing to do before the morning. I appreciate all you guys for being here. SSL, before you leave tonight, please go back through, count the super subs for me, um, and we will take care of those. I'll put a note out on Twitter. Appreciate you guys for being here. I really do. Hit that thumbs up button before you leave, and I do have to ask you one more time, patreon.com forward slash Brooks Austin. If you want to sign up, uh, we're going to have a bunch of nugs coming out over there um, from my little trip out uh across to northeast georgia today so if you want to check that out go feel free to do so and before you leave also hit that thumbs up button i already said that didn't i, I already said it see you guys i'm tired of talking we'll see